Hi, you're listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Shridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine our knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in India. This podcast focuses on the redesigned taxation structure in relation to exit from partnership firm and analyzes whether this is a new jeopardy for taxpayers or something in favor of taxpayers. Redesign taxation upon exit from partnership firm. New jeopardy for taxpayers? Taxation upon exit of a partner from a partnership firm has been a contentious issue since long. Till financial year 1987-88, distribution of capital assets on dissolution of partnership firm was specifically excluded from capital gain taxation. Resultantly, as a tax planning exercise, taxpayers used to convert partnership assets into individual assets either upon retirement or dissolution contending that no capital gains tax was payable in relation to the same to prevent misuse of exemption provisions the legislature introduced section 45 subsection 4 in the income tax act 1961 or the it act via the finance act 1987 This new provision imposed capital gains tax in the hands of the partnership firm if the firm distributes capital assets to its partners either upon dissolution or otherwise. Though the said provision was intended to plug the loopholes in the earlier regime that is pre 1988. However, it ended up resulting in long drawn litigation between taxpayers and the department on numerous issues. Introduction of amendment to resolve these issues under section 45 subsection 4 was thus certainly one of the things on the taxpayers wish list. However, through Finance Act 2021, the legislature has gone far beyond the expectations of the taxpayers by redesigning the entire scheme of taxation upon reconstitution and dissolution of partnerships. Redesign law favorable to the taxpayer or the taxman this podcast critically analyzes the above question and also analyzes some of the open issues that are present in the newly enacted provisions will amendments proposed by the legislature will be discussed subsequently substitution of section 45 subsection 4 of the it act the amended provision starts with a non obstante clause and hence will override anything contrary provided in the IT Act. The section provides as follows. Where a specified person that is partner or member receives money or capital assets or both from a specified entity that is firm or AOP or BOI in connection with the reconstitution of the specified entity then any profit or gains arising from receipt of such money by the specified person shall be chargeable to income tax as income of such specified entity under the head capital gains gains arising under section 45 subsection 4 shall be computed as per the formula given next formula being a is equal to b plus c minus d where a is capital gain chargeable to income tax 
in case a in this formula comes out to be negative then it shall be deemed to be zero where b is equal to money received and c is equal to fmv of capital assets received and d is equal to capital account balance of partner or member without taking into account increase in capital account due to revaluation of any asset or due to self generated goodwill or other self generated asset the term reconstitution of specified entity as used in the above provision has been defined to mean retirement of one or more partner or member admission of one or more partner or member in a firm aop or boi wherein at least one existing partner or member continues change in the share of some or all the partners or members now to analyze this provision this provision taxes the gains derived by a partner upon receipt of money or capital asset or both at the time of reconstitution of the firm the gains derived by the partner have been deemed to be the income of the firm and accordingly taxed in the hands of the firm the provision will operate mostly in cases of retirement when a partner receives money for its share in the firm the way the provision has been worded it seeks to resolve the litigation around following prevalent issues in the past taxation on receipt of money or any other asset by partner upon retirement has been a contentious issue with judgments existing both in favor and against with the amendment the legislature seems to favor the view that upon retirement of a partner there is transfer of right in the partnership firm and hence capital gains tax should be levied in respect of the same the provision explicitly clarifies that the amount of revaluation of assets is not to be included in the capital account balance of the partner while computing capital gains resulting in additional tax cost for the retiring partners in the past various benches of tribunals have decided this issue in favor of taxpayers by holding that revaluation amount is to be included in the capital account balance for computing capital gains however this amendment overrides the ratio laid down in those judgments introduction of section 9b to the it act as discussed the finance act 2021 has also introduced a new provision that is section 9b in the it act provisions of section 9b are where a specified person that is partner or member receives during the previous year capital asset or stock in trade or both from a specified entity that is firm or aop or boi in connection with dissolution or reconstitution of such specified entity then the specified entity shall be deemed to have transferred such capital asset or stock in trade or both as the case may be to the specified person in the year in which such assets are received by the specified person profit or gains arising from receipt of such deemed transfer shall be chargeable to income tax as income of such specified entity under the head pgbp in case of stock in trade or capital gains the fair market value of the capital asset or stock in trade shall be deemed to be the full value of consideration for computation of capital gain now to analyze this provision the newly enacted provision seeks to tax the transfer of capital assets or stock in trade by a firm 
to its partner upon dissolution or reconstitution the provision resolves the following issues litigated in the past firstly in the earlier regime taxation upon transfer of capital assets at the time of retirement was a contentious issue there were judgments both in favor and against of taxing said gains the new provision now expressly provides that capital gains tax will apply in case a capital asset is transferred to the partner earlier if stock in trade was distributed to the partner partnership firms used to argue that no tax was payable by the firm under the erstwhile section 45 subsection 4 however the new provision has made it amply clear by providing that the same will be taxed under the head pgbp the above amendments also tilts the bar in favor of the taxman amendment to section 483 of the it act to understand the amendment made by section 483 it is important to understand the interplay between sections 45 subsection 4 and 9b of the it act let us understand the same with the help of an illustration if fmv of capital asset received by the partner upon retirement is rupees 1000 cost of capital asset is rupees 200 capital account balance of partner without revaluation is rupees 700 in the above facts taxation under the new provision is as follows capital gains under section 45 subsection 4 rupees 1000 which is fmv of capital assets less rupees 700 which is capital account balance equals to 300 capital gains under section 9b without reading amendment to section 48 would be 1000 fmv of capital asset less 200 which is cost of asset equals to 800 then impact of amendment to section 48 the double taxation of inr 300 as evident in section 45 subsection 4 and section 9b has been sought to be eliminated with the amendment to section 483 while computing the full value of consideration under section 9b the capital gains attributable to the capital asset which has got subjected to tax in section 45 subsection 4 will be excluded meaning thereby the full value of consideration in the example just discussed will be considered as rupees 700 that is 1000 less 300 instead of rupees 1000 issues in the newly introduced provisions while the new provisions have attempted to resolve the litigation around certain issues the way the provisions have been worded they may open litigation in few new issues some of the potential issues are discussed as follows taxation under 45 subsection 4 on receipt of asset other than capital asset Section 45 subsection 4 becomes applicable when a partner receives money or capital asset from the partnership firm. In case a partner receives stock in trade, on literal reading of provisions one would want to contest that section 45 subsection 4 will be inapplicable. However, the taxman may argue that under section 45 subsection 4, the term capital asset should be read qua the partner and not qua the partnership firm and hence even receipt of stock in trade will be taxable under section 45 subsection 4 secondly capital gains under section 45 subsection 4 will qualify as short term of long term capital gains classification of capital gains into the long term and short term 
is essential to determine the rate of tax which may be applied on the capital gains. The classification depends upon the period of holding of the capital asset. For the purpose of section 45 subsection 4, should the period of holding be considered from the date the person became the partner of the firm or should it be counted based on the time capital was introduced by the partner in the firm, there is ambiguity in this regard in the provisions. Without clear guidance in this aspect, it is practically not possible to determine the tax amount. With this implication, can it be said that no capital gain tax is to be paid as the computational machinery becomes inoperative? It will be an interesting question to watch out for. Taxation on receipt of money by a partner at the time of dissolution. Section 45 subsection 4 covers cases of reconstitution only and not the case of dissolution. Whether without explicit mention in the provision, the taxman can argue that even the cases of dissolution will be covered under the term reconstitution, this issue may also have wide ramifications. On a concluding note, it may be seen that the amendments brought about by the Finance Act 2021 will resolve quite a few issues which were subject matter of litigation in the past. However, the issues have been resolved mostly in favour of the taxman. Having said that, the new provisions also have certain open issues for which it is important that CBDT provides appropriate clarifications. Else, the time is not far when we get to see a new round of litigation in partnership taxation. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You could write to us at podcast at lakshmishree.com to know more. You can even suggest topics for future episodes you'd like to hear more about. Do check out our website www.lakshmishree.com which is being linked in the episode description below to keep abreast of relevant legal updates. We hope you'll join us next week.